life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Yeah, exactly. No. Right. There's your microphone, Mike. You boil it down, and it's just one like 65 year old lady typing that up. I don't understand that. Don't you do no problem? Yeah. Oh no problem. I always say no problem. I know. Isn't that like if you say? It has nothing. Yeah, yeah. Niente. It's nothing, and it's not like really, literally, no problem. It's just meant. I thought that just means. Oh, it was nothing. Yeah. There was like. Oh yeah. It's totally. Yeah, huh. but I guess in, in introducing the idea that it would, could have been a problem is negative. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Yeah, I think that's negative. Yeah. yeah. The introduction of that idea is Intr- negative. Yeah, you should go <laughs> thumbs down that. <laughs> Are you going on two thumbs down? Yeah. Uh, thanks um, for tuning into the Road Stories podcast, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy Network. Um, I am dragging ass today. Uh, <laughs> late night last night down at the Irvine Improv. Thank you all for coming out. What a great show that was. Um I do this show. Uh, it's all comics who surf, and we oh, go up, nice. we go up and down the coast doing shows, and yeah. we're sponsored by Out in the Ocean on your Quicksilver. And so we did a show last night at Irvine, and uh, I got to get home to like two, so that's why I'm dragging. <laughs> have you today. ever have you ever recorded uh, you doing comedy while on a surfboard? Are there waterproof? I, you know what? I ruined my computer. I like to think you had um, one longboard with just your mixer, your computer, a couple microphones on stands. Built into the board itself. An old iMac, you know, not even my laptop, one of those bulbous iMacs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A CRT monitor. That'd be great if you could have a mixing surfboard. If you could like be doing faders with your feet. Truly goofy footing it. Yeah. Oh, good. No, somebody knows her terms. Right on. Thank you so much. I'm from Dogtown. Oh, here should I uh, <laughs> should I put this switch back right here? Should I? Isn't yeah. it called a switch back? Cut back. All right, well let's cut back and edit that out <laughs> where I sound like a complete. <laughs> Cut back is right. It, where, where I'm from, we call it switchback. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I'm from the uh, I'm from Surfdale. Um, Surfdale, California. Yeah, that's the one. I'm uh, doing things different today. We're uh, at uh, 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 the studios where I just remembered the theme song was recorded. Yeah, this is the show. Theme the song very is. theme song yeah. of this show was recorded in the studio by Mike Furman. Road Stories. Thanks for uh, doing this, Mike. Sure, it's my and, pleasure. Nice uh, to be back. Joining another uh, really funny uh, musical type person, <laughs> uh, Karen Kilgariff. Hello. Joins us today. I'm very excited to have both of you on here. Um, don't let my lack of energy fool you. Um, Wait, can I ask a question about yeah. surfing? A group of surfing comedians. Yeah, yeah. Who else is in that group? Um, Graham Elwood, mm-hmm. um, Andy Wood. Yeah, really? everybody okay. whose name who ends with Wood. Apparently, <laughs> I just realized. I mean, surfboards are traditionally <laughs> <laughs> started as Wood. So Gareth Wood, we can have you on the show. Uh, and Jimmy this- Fiberglass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comic out of Australia named Monty Franklin. I don't know if you know him. And then Andrew Norelli. Tim Lee and Mike Siegel. Oh, there's Mike a lot. Siegel? I know Mike Siegel. There's like yeah. a, there's like yeah, a yeah. group of like seven of us, and we kind of wrote, you know, just kind of rotate. Like some of us did Ventura last week, some of us did Irvine, some of us are going Santa Cruz in August. Oh, coming to Santa Cruz in August, but we'll plug that later. Um, and then I like branch out and bring in some other people who surf and like. I would love to surf. 
I, you know what? I'm, I, I will openly admit uh, I'm from California. I think the last time I went in the Pacific Ocean that was not in uh, a Hawaii vacation um, was like when I was 13 or 14. Uh, really? It's cold. Yes, That's the same, main yeah, reason why. Same exact why with me. I'm just, from here and it's like, well, also Northern California. It's so freezing yeah. up there. No one ever gets in. Yeah. And there's all kinds of riptides and stuff. Yeah. Plus, where are you from? From Petaluma. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, you're from I'm Petaluma? From San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where are you from? San Luis Obispo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I always get that in San Juan Capistrano confused. They both start with San. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> the O's at the end? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know which one has the swallows. Uh, probably you want to make one. a joke here? Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to be sincere, and then I realized I was going to step on the greatest swallowing joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think Sam will Okay, well, if it's Sam not was, your town, it has to And be Gilroy has the garlic. Yeah, and uh, Watsonville has the artichokes. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. San Luis Obispo has... Uh, Retirees and Cal Poly, and an alleyway full of gum. It's like a thing that like oh, that people go and put their gumball oh, really? alley. Yeah, yeah. How far? How long is it? Uh, oh, like, like a block? A, the, the, no, just like the length of a building. It's oh, like okay. the the front of a building to the parking lot behind. And that's it. the thing to do. Just, yeah, that's cool. You stick your gum on the wall. Forever, never, yeah, yeah. 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 What does Petaluma have? Uh, it used to be the egg capital of the world. The egg, egg capital really? of the world. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, and now it has a lot of rich people from San Francisco who moved up from the dot-com boom oh, right. and bought the old houses and made them fancy again. So mm. it's kind of... Now when it's the I Fabergé there, egg capital. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the highest end egg, the brownest, most free-range egg dare you I could say, find. Dare I say double yolk. <laughs> yeah. Chickens double walk around. Double yolks only. <laughs> <laughs> it's very free range up there now. I love like the stories of little towns, you know, and like what they're known mm-hmm. for. I lived in Indiana when I was a kid for a couple of years, and Plymouth, I think, the town next over was like the blueberry capital. Okay, like oh, wow. and every year they had the blueberry festival. Okay, yeah. and uh, then they had the marathon, the blueberry stomp, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was back when like you had a parade, and I must have been like. Nine or something, and they the, like the local pet store was handing out puppies. <laughs> what? Oh, it was such wow. a different time. I know. So I was like, puppy. I'm all over. So I'm booked Free out. Free range and I got, puppies. Got myself a puppy, and my dad like shit, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then wait, oh, oh, this turned sad now. Hold on. Oh god. And it turned out to be deaf. The okay. puppy was. We named him Blueberry. Okay, for obvious nice. reasons. I don't really have to spell that yeah. out, do I? No, okay. And then me. he turned out to be deaf, and then my dad gave him away. Oh. Well, it's not necessarily a bit sad story. Be not fine. really that's bad when you consider that my mom ran over four of our dogs with a car. That's a sad story. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, I, guess, uh, I, guess, really. I guess the dog actually got off easy. Yeah. After the, the third time, that's than... intentional. Yeah. yeah. There's no get... excuses after number three. <laughs> it started to get uh, a little suspicious. You start to second guess how sad she was about the first two. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when she ran over the fourth one in the living room. Mom, there's just no way. And then one morning you wake up and you see the cat sleeping next to the car case. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Because <laughs> so, they're in on it's this. It's the cat in my mom's wig. Yeah. But it is, it's true, though, because uh, San Luis Obispo, when I grew up there, was um, it's one of those towns that, like, I don't think it was known for anything particularly famous. It wasn't like a, like the strawberry place, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Ventura or Oxnard or something has like a strawberry festival that you can I actually think it's go to, and it's all strawberry, yeah. um, which is kind of fun. But um, especially if you have kids. Actually, kind of only if you have kids. Actually, anyway. it would kill my kid. He has an allergy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Strawberry <laughs> allergy. Yes. Then you're going to want to go to the Bee Sting Festival. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere. The, 
That's right. The Kryptonite <laughs> Festival. Um, but but it was like, it was this town that like, I don't know if Petaluma was like this, but it was, there was like the Miller's Outpost was an all wood like barn mall. Yeah. It was like you go inside this big wooden barn and there was like the arcade was upstairs. <laughs> really different than yeah. anything like that. It's like now it's starting to feel like, and I guess this is uh, uh, appropriate for this show, but like. A lot of towns are, and you probably covered this a million times, the same town. Yes. Like, there's such the same town, not just in, like, oh, every place has a Target, and every place has a Walmart, or whatever, but, like, they look the same. They mm-hmm. are literally, like, you can, an American town just looks like the next American town. Yeah. Every town has a gum alley. Yeah. Every town, <laughs> exactly. you, you go I wish. gum <laughs> in the alley. And they're all handing out puppies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> like chickens in Hawaii. They're just everywhere. Oh yeah, man. There's roosters all over Kauai. Yeah, I it's just, like cows in India. That idea that that was allowed and legal. It's just like the, handing out the giving animal. out puppies yeah. is yeah. so hilarious. It's like I don't think anyone talks enough about how different it was the way we grew up mm-hmm. because I think we're probably similar. It's the same age than like how kids grow up these days, yeah, where it's right. like. You basically slid around in a car with no seatbelt, sure, right. and you could leave the house, not tell anyone where you were going, and then come back at night. Right, right. And you're like eight. Yeah. I mean, leave like, your bike on the sidewalk and just run inside to wherever you're going. Yeah. Anywhere. Oh yeah. I used to leave my bike in the front yard, just go inside. Yeah. Well, I mean, like All downtown, night. even like ride to the place and just like put your bike next to a lamp and just walk inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nobody's gonna take that. No. Yeah. And no one's gonna take me. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. Yeah. There's fine. no question. And that's, and no. that's without phones and without any like of anything. Right now would be like, oh well, now my kid's got a phone on him, so now is the time for like, I'm not really worried because if you know it goes down, I got the tracker. Yeah. But that was GPS like, in him. Yeah. And every year now they're like the the age where you don't have to wear be in a car seat anymore mm-hmm. is just getting older. Like my niece is seven and she's still in a weird little car seat. Right. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm in a car seat, seat now. <laughs> <laughs> it finally caught up to me. <laughs> yeah, my kid is enormous. My son is just huge. He's just a his big, son is nine feet tall. Yeah, he's yeah. just a big dude, and it goes by age. Right. So at like you know he had to be turned. Yeah, he had to be facing backwards, and his feet were like literally. Up on the, yeah. the seat that it was like hanging over the back of this. Yeah, right. Like screw this! I mean, I'll, 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 and I had to turn him around. Just strap him to the roof, up. like yeah. Anna. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I, I do wonder if it's like, if it's, is it going to go more and more where it's like controlled like that, or is it just gonna like? There's always the part of me that thinks like, oh, we're we're about to hit some kind of crazy crisis where it all goes to hell and. Like in in ten years from now, if everything collapsed, we'd be right back there with like uh, you know like I don't. There's no time to worry about uh, you know like what was the first thing you were saying? Not the phone thing or not the uh, bikes. Belts? The yeah. puppy giveaway. Yeah, the puppy okay. giveaway. Like yeah. if if there was like a complete economic Armageddon and things are just gone to hell, who has time to worry about if like the guy down the street's hand on puppies? I'd be like, yeah, great, Ooh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's there's it's Arm- hand it out because we got to eat it. It's Armageddon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got to find gasoline. That's I don't care what you do with dogs. Can we run our cars on them? Speaking of puppy giveaways, we're giving away a puppy today. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, speaking of animals, though, how's this for a segue? Uh-huh. Uh, Mike Furman has a great song called Chicken Monkey Duck. That's true. Right? I do, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. awesome, and it's a big hit. It, 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 it's a crossover. It is? It went from uh, stoners and uh, comedy folk to uh, kid music. Yeah. I, nice. Yeah. I don't like to take credit for things <laughs> that I have you invented chickens to do with, but... I have to take credit for some of the popularity, some of the YouTube hits on that. Oh, really? Because for some reason, my old computer, I, I watched it several times and I played it for guys like in the writer's room and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, But for some reason, every time I went on YouTube, 
it went right to Chicken Monkey Duck and played. Like, that was like my go-to page. So every time I went on YouTube, it would come up. And wow. So, boy. I'm just saying, I'm just taking a little bit of credit. That was you. I, I that was, was all you. I would put you over uh, 500,000 hits. I feel was, bad about that. Just, really just for a week, in just a week in the writer's room. Wow. <laughs> what if it turned out the computer was the one that really liked that song? It was like it had gone grown independently oh yeah that's the first yeah. skynet move yeah 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 i actually you know what? i had thought about that then the next be... step armageddon then the next step free puppies i thought it's yeah. <laughs> right computers just want free puppies i thought about that with the that the actual computer take over the world wouldn't be that it launches drones and launches missiles and stuff like that it would just like everybody's itunes would play nothing but you know, like call me maybe or whatever, just yeah. one song that yeah. like just they they all have different titles, but and eventually people just go to war. We're all out of our minds. <laughs> the first song that popped in my head for some reason was "Boys of Summer." Yeah, like, that's sure. immediately what would drive me absolutely out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard this song case. this morning. Did you really? Yes. I guess because it's summer. Those yeah, DJs there, yeah, love there, to beat the There's night. a. a radio station in town i don't have Sirius in my car so i'm subjected to corporate radio mm-hmm. and they do like the 10 at 10 and it was 10 yeah, yeah. songs a summer nice. yeah shortly it after is that a song of summer, suddenly though. last summer oh. which is a song oh. which i really like and then uh, beach boys uh, all summer long and then uh summertime girls nice cheap trick i'm pulling every summer thing out of my butt i'm again. totally scanning if my howard... brain and there's nothing is coming back right. to me at all <laughs> i just summer, have just pictures me? of just pictures of howard kramer coming past that's all i got oh yeah yeah <laughs> totally. of pictures of howard kramer <laughs> of course howard Eagle and yeah. <laughs> that's still my favorite song of all time Eagle he, it, yeah hegel and shegel i believe or shegel and hegel <laughs> yeah so karen where'd you get started we've firm's been on the show oh the firm that was a good band we'll yeah that later remember that? who was that paul rogers and uh Oh, why am I blanking on his name? The guitar player, Jimmy Page. Oh, was that? The Firm. Oh, wow. Radioactive. Mm. Well, I'm not uptight, not unattractive. Um, I'm radioactive. Yes, Karen Mm -hmm. knows. Yeah. Mike, get on board. uh, Power Station? (laughs) No. It's Power Station 2, but that wasn't it. Who was who who fronted the Power Station? Well, Uh, it was Robert Palmer for a little while, and then Michael DeBar. DeBar, that's how you said it. Yeah, because Palmer wouldn't tour. Right. I actually saw Power Station with Michael DeBar open for Chicago. That was my first concert ever. Oh, that's wow. a pretty good concert. When I was like 12. Yeah. yeah. And when Michael bill. DeBar came out, I was like, you're no Robert Palmer. <laughs> Where's your suit? Yeah. <laughs> I want some girls in garbage bags with back hair. This is nothing. You're wearing a little garbage bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. That's a weird suit. That's like a Chicago, Chicago and Power Station. That's a weird matchup for that time. Yeah, it was weird. And a comic opened... Oh. A comic opened and we were at, I think we were at the Cow Palace mm-hmm. in South City, South San Francisco. And um, this comic was like, I remember because I was really obsessed with comedy already. And um, I remember watching him like going, this is a nightmare. Like there was, <laughs> you know, 3,000 people. Or it was a humongous yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. And he was just loud and yelling and going back and forth. Do you remember who it was? No. Jake Johansson. <laughs> huge and broad you know Jake Johansson <laughs> and the last thing he did was he did some impression he was talking about the people in the front row and what great tickets that they bought and what great uh, yeah. seats they had and then he put a bunch of lifesavers in his mouth and did an impression of a machine gun and just <laughs> lifesavers all over the front row wow. and that was like the big you know revenge Leather. for the people oh in the front yeah row. Right, that's right, actually right. not a bad idea just if you're just eating shit and if just you're just in a big horrible like oh my god oh my god with thousands of people uh, yeah. I saw, I saw Jay Leno opened for a Kenny G. And it was a perfect combination. <laughs> <laughs> so many Mild denim Leonard. shirts. <laughs> Just a million. 
Actually, uh, I, I will say uh, the very worst show I ever did, and it was a great, the actual concert was great uh, because that's who they were there to see. But uh, I did a uh, basically an opening uh, for the President of the United States of America mm. oh. in Seattle, and they were not having comedy at all. Oh, really? And I thought that's like, I was like, just before I went on, uh, my friend is the drummer, and uh, I was like, all right, dude, so uh, uh, I'm probably going to do just, you know, like, 15 minutes of stand-up and then like 15 minutes of uh, you know some songs or whatever and he was like well you're gonna do stand-up and i was like oh yeah i thought of me he's like yeah you can do it you're on i'm like wait 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 what oh, <laughs> oh, like, I had a... <laughs> and dude it was this shouting like it was literally shut up i'm like oh. screaming the entire time and then and i will say about half the crowd was supportive and nice people so there would be like you know, like faces I could see enjoying me right next to a guy who is literally going, ah, yeah. <laughs> just screaming and drunk. And like, I just pressed on and there was nothing to do, but oh man, yeah, it was definitely Nightmare. the worst. Oh, it was absolute. I'm, and my wife and uh, her family, because they live in Seattle, had come to that show. Like they never, oh, so like, never was, seen me perform. And they're like, <laughs> this was recent. Or oh, within, this was, this was uh, within 10 years, right? Two or three years ago. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's two recent. They, I, yeah. I think that combination, well, maybe except for the guy I was talking about that did so great before Chicago. Wait, he did do good? Well, no. <laughs> you couldn't tell what he was doing because it was just like a murmuring, like right, we were right. all at a huge convention or something. Right, right. But like that combination, it's such a, people get the idea in their head of like, oh yeah, we'll crack it open with some comedy then go into some rock. Yeah. I've never seen it work. <laughs> and like, I've done it. Uh, as a girls' guitar club, we've sure. opened for the Eels. We opened for the Motels one time. Oh, really? Um, which was great. It was because they asked us to, so sure. they wanted us to. Yeah. But then the audience is just there, like, no, That's fuck off. Right. Like, we don't want any of this business. Like, my friend, the drummer, asked me to do it. So it was like, hey, guys, I'm not crashing the show. I was invited by yeah. the band that you guys like. Like, I'm their, I'm their friend. Like, why? Dude. They're just assuming you're someone that got up on the stage somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, happens, that happens in stand-up, too. I, a, a girl was recording her DVD, and I, I won't say her name, and she asked me to come open, and it was all her friends and family. And they were just, but wouldn't they? You would think. I'm like, I'm like Jill invited. I just said her name. <laughs> like, Jill invited me here. This is why I'm here. So it's yeah. cool to just relax and have fun. Well, also you don't have to save it for the person who's recording yeah. the DVD. Yeah. Like <laughs> get it going now. It'll yeah. just keep coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, who else have you opened for with Girls Guitar Club? Tell um, us about Girls Guitar Club first of all. For those of us oh who don't yeah, know. Girls Guitar Club was a it was a comedy duo, a uh, musical guitar act that I was in with Marilyn Rice Cub of Twenty Four Fame and Mister Show. Um, she was and, on Fame. <laughs> I didn't know that was an. She was the taxi driver's son um, oh. that could play the keyboards, um, and sh and basically our whole act was we don't know how to play the guitar, but we're going to do it anyway. Right, right. Um, and then we would play. Sometimes we would do covers poorly, and then we would do our own. Eventually, we started writing our own songs, mm -hmm. and it started at Largo. It was very much a like here we are in our home club. We can kind of do whatever we want. Sure. You'll all indulge us. Yeah. But then it grew a tiny bit more. So you guys then, were on a half hour. Or was it? Uh, short attention Smith theater or half hour comedy. I can't remember. I saw it on TV. Yeah, one of those. Well, we did um, the Friday night. The Friday, maybe that's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 we did that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a very television friendly act because all our songs were like seven minutes long. There was always like <laughs> a breakdown in the middle where Marilyn would talk for two minutes, or you know what I mean. There was just a lot of detail. Yeah. Um, but then bands or people music people would see us at Largo and they'd be like, you have to open for us mm -hmm. and be like, it seems like a good idea now, but you, <laughs> when we get to the Roxy, you're going to see the error of your ways. Right, right. Um, we op Amy Mann, I think. There was a great one where we opened for Amy Mann 
at Largo, and in a review somebody wrote for the LA Weekly, they were like, the opening band did not rock. Amy Mann was much better. And it's like, our whole act, we talk about how we don't know what we're doing and that we're bad at guitar. See, I would have thought Amy Mann would actually be, that could potentially be a good mix because she's yeah, yeah. A, a, you know, a smart crowd. And I would think a smart crowd, I would think it's just a matter of finding a crowd that gets it and yeah. isn't drunk and isn't, I mean, like, even drunk, maybe they would go for it. But like, that would seem like the same kind of sensibility, at least, because yeah. she's a sophisticated. I mean, know, I think but. there was a little little bit but there are always those music people who take music so seriously and mm. we were basically getting up there and like it didn't sound good you know it right. wasn't like they could get behind it and then laugh at the funny jokes is like they had to get behind the whole concept of like this is going to be a little upsetting to your ears <laughs> right. let's get let's do this thing like right. you would really have to be on board for that act yeah and especially people who enjoy music who are really into music are really stubborn and you know, like right. they, they like what they like and don't fuck with it. And right. I'm yes. speaking about myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So they don't like they don't like to see it deconstructed. You know. Well, right. and also Amy Mann, I think, is such a high quality music act. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's just like 100 percent vocally, guitar wise, yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. Her songwriting, it's all so good that we really did have. It was like an audience of connoisseurs where we're like, "Here's your stupid thing you love." Playing, <laughs> right. playing. Like Anybody going to a wine tasting. Yeah. <laughs> going to a wine tasting and handing out Dime a Tap and saying that's your home. Yeah. And whatever, and people be like, "Why are they? Don't you guys get you it?" You like grape, like, oh. right? You said you like grape. That's why we gave it to you. That's great. So, who else did you have before you were mentioning? The eels. The eels. Um, yeah, because the shields. The sh- <laughs> we were the shields. That's so good. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, who else? I'm Gr- Grant. Grant oh, Phillips yeah, from yeah, Grantley yeah. Buffalo. Sure, sure. Um, there's a lot of kind of like that Largo scene, except exactly. for the eels. Except for the eels, the eels were you would do independent or like solo shows sometimes at Largo. But, yeah. Um, did we ever open for the old ninety sevens? We a lot of places we nice. didn't belong. You're right, right. You know what I mean? Just in terms of like filling up a stage. Sure. Who would you think if you had your choice of like, you know, we have if you're with Playtone Records and they're like, we have your entire catalog, you can play with any of our people. And who would somebody you think actually? You know what that would be. Who we should be playing with? Tool. You know what we did? <laughs> totally Tool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we actually opened. Uh, we didn't know him, but it was um, this really awesome woman who used to book the. I can't remember if it was the Roxy or the. What's the other one that's on Sunset? Rainbow. Is it Rainbow? The whiskey Key Room Key Club. No. Whiskey. The whiskey. Whiskey. It's either one of the Roxy okay. or the whiskey. Yeah. And she booked us to open for Jonathan Richmond. Oh, and nice. I think that was actually that kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah. In that way of like except for there were a lot of young people there who had seen Jonathan Richmond in something about Mary and were just on kind of like first dates where he was playing they're like, So how many brothers and sisters do you have? Like that kind of shit. Like, are you kidding? Do you know who this is? Like Yeah. That's funny that they would see him in something about Mary and then go see him right. in a concert. You know? That's yeah. kind of a weird draw. Right, right. Because you couldn't tell if you didn't know him, you would just be like, Who's this quirky? Like character. That's you know? actually a thing with uh, that I have found a, a, a difficult thing with comedy music. Anyway, the idea that if a song like Chicken Monkey Duck, you know, catches on and becomes a thing, if you want to hear no other songs like that, buy my album because it's all <laughs> over the place. Like that's the idea. Is like I just like to spoof on a whole bunch of different things. So there's not one of them that would be like if you like this, you like this. They're right, all, right. Like, except for like I say, like sensibility. Be like, oh, if you like that, like kind of you know spoofing that kind of thing, then you'll like spoofing something else. I hope. You know? Yeah. Right. Who have you opened by yourself or are you and uh, Hardwick? Did you guys oh, open for anybody? Oh boy, we've done a lot of like festival stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but not yeah, not really that I can. Uh, oh God, there was some band at the Spaceland, and I don't. I think it was Kill Lola. I think we opened for them actually twice. Uh, this band Kill Lola. It's like kind of hard rock mm-hmm. thing, and we definitely were like. I remember being in the bathroom at uh, when it was then Spaceland. Now I think it's something called uh, Silver Lake Lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so. And it was, uh, dude, we're gonna die. We're gonna, I'm, I got your back and you, you got mine, right? Like, cause whoever gets punched first, the other guy has to get one hit in and then like, we're, we're going to get our asses kicked right now. Like, this is what we hid from our entire high school career, but there's no, no running now. It's happening. Because when you're in a it's fight, happening. you want the nerdist to get your back. <laughs> Actually, you know what? All kidding aside, you probably do want the nerdist to get your back. He's, he's like a, a kick-ass boxer now. Oh, is he? I didn't yeah. know. Did I'm not asking everybody. I'm not trying to set up a hoodie anything. Like, if you, if you see Punch nerdist in the stomach. In a, yeah. Punch him in the stomach. Don't Hit Nerdist. <laughs> he doesn't want to fight. But no, he's uh, we, we um, have a very good friend who is uh, um, a personal trainer, a guy named uh, Tom Dieters. Look him up. Uh, take him on. He'll change your life. But, um, <laughs> but uh, he's a boxing guy, and, and he taught Chris like really, really good boxing really? stuff. So Chris will like, you know, punch through a door. Like he's really... Wow. Yeah. I actually get these days, I would probably like, hey, dude, come here. Beat up that guy. You know, like, <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I remember seeing you guys do... Hard and firm at like the fake gallery a long time ago, mm-hmm. and thinking like, and this was like after I did Girls Guitar Club, mm-hmm. but before I started doing my own music. And I remember going like, uh, am I gonna have to sit through comedy music because I <laughs> am not really a fan of it? <laughs> uh, the ultimate hypocrite. I'll right, do it, right. but I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but you guys were so musically great, like oh, technically thanks. great, everything about it that I can't imagine. Uh, a, a musical audience having being able to pick a bone with you guys, you know. I mean that that I was one just actually, so impressed. By oh, him. thank you. I agree. Thank Mike you. is an thank incredible you. musician. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I, Chris too. He's, uh, Chris's voice great, is great. great no, voice. No, yeah. no, yeah, no. He's got boxing now. He ruined his voice boxing. He's got a great voice for boxing. That's not even a thing. But no, thank you. That's uh, it, it, it. That actually, that show did do okay because it was we. You know, we also. The, the songs are weird enough, and Chris has got a very, you know, um, I don't know what the, he's got a, a big personality yeah, that, yeah. like, you know, is is a, uh, I don't want to say, I guess I'm trying to say alpha, or something that's like, you know, a it's not like, man. hey, you guys, um, yeah, he's a good front man, yeah, and uh, has enough aggressiveness to, it, like, yeah. confidence and all that stuff, um, that lets me be the, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> <clears throat> but we opened for, uh, I think it was Flogging Molly, or the Dust Bowl oh, Cavaliers, shit. no, no, Dust Bowl Cavaliers at Molly Malone's. That's why I thought about it. Oh, okay. Um, I know Dust Bowl. Yeah. I know yeah, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, uh, I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Anyway, um, we went on there and it was like an audience of, like, they were not into it. That one was, but not aggressively. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like, what are you guys doing? And like a lady walked on stage drunk and was like, <laughs> went up to Chris's ear. <laughs> she whispers, right? She's like, she puts her head right on stage and goes, why are you singing about dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> just like to see him be like, <laughs> how do you answer that question? Oh, you just press on. He's <laughs> like, yeah, better. Chris has better on the show. show. Be like, Chris has been on the show and has told that story. And oh, it's, yeah. That's my favorite. I love it. Such a great. Can I tell you that my favorite things a lady, a drunk lady said to me? That's uh, what the show's about. What if you said no? <laughs> yeah, no, no, Karen, shut it. No. Uh, we already had our drunk story. It's all about firm. <laughs> That's yeah. the one we get. This is like a bingo podcast. Somebody already got their <laughs> drunk story chip. So. Now tell a story about losing your shoes. Um, no, just one time I was at the, uh, I was doing the punchline at San Francisco and mm-hmm. I was standing, you know, if you, 
you know, just happen to be standing by the front door when the show's over, people will tell you you did great. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's almost kind of like a reverse, you know, like reception line right. as people leave. And so I was standing there talking to somebody else, but like, you know, pretty much just standing there. Mm-hmm. And this lady was basically being carried out by her husband. She was so drunk. Mm-hmm. And she she was just bleary-eyed. And then she came up and saw me, and suddenly her eyes got super focused. And she looked at me and grabbed my arm and goes, you made me so sad. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yep. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Still funny. got it. Drunk so people what are was just, your reaction? Did you just like, oh, okay, thanks for coming? It was, like, does it, was it funny at the moment? Was it no, like... No, 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 no. It was exactly the kind of thing where it was like, I wanted only glory, of course, sure. and kudos. That's and, why you're by the door. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was standing for. there yeah. for. And I, it was like getting kind of the universe slapping you in the face, like, mm-hmm. get the fuck away from the door until <laughs> you've earned it. Right. Or a drunk lady won't say that to you. Like, you it start... was the great lesson of just get away from right. this area. Was it early on, so it was almost yeah. devastating? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Did yeah. you start punching yourself in the head like crazy eyes from Orange is the New Black? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I just peed wanted? on the floor to show her that I was in charge. And she's like, now that's funny. I remember walking through the parking lot from a club one night and I thought I did really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> and I'm just walking and then it's a little carload of, and they're like, you know, gangbang, almost gangbanger types. I'm yeah. probably just judging a book. They're Latino. <laughs> Same thing, uh, but it's just, just a family, a nice, a nice out. family of like four people just, just walking along, <laughs> kid, like kids are skipping, and like gangbangers, gangbangers, yeah. family, they're gang everywhere, oh. all over Irvine. They just rolled by slowly, and the guy goes, "Goes, you ain't so funny." They just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, I love him. Uh, and, it just, and it like just kicked me in the nuts. Yes. So because I was on like not you know nine, I'm just like oh good set you know yeah. blah, blah, blah. you ain't so funny. I suck. <laughs> you know, also to like say that. it like you don't give a shit is it like I just yeah, realized yeah. this ultimate slam is to right. not go like hey you fucking suck the, where you could just be like wow take it easy right. yeah but to almost say it like it well, was like yeah the ambivalence way. behind it. Was like, eh. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, man. You just, yeah. just well. we don't care enough to really go into detail. Just, yeah. FYI, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always I think about that a lot with like the the comment sections of a YouTube video or something. Because I'm these days I'm not performing very much at all. Right. Um, I pretty much just do like producing music stuff here um, of my own or other people and stuff. And uh, so a lot of my interaction with crowd is pretty much. I know the cyber crowd. Sure. Um, and I always think about that, that like something, you can put something up and if it gets, you know, it can get a thousand likes or whatever. If you, if you, you know, care to read the things down below, you can go read people say, this is great. I came here because whatever. Mm. And it's funny. And like, it. you're like, yeah, awesome. And it's pretty much like a crowd, a live crowd stretched out over the next five months where, right. you know, and the thing is, it feels like if somebody writes a crappy comment, that's like, if you had a show, and the whole the whole audience for the most part is a great crowd. You guys connect. Everything's great. You walk out. You high five. You have like a you know basketball high five line on the way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that lady, you know, like she is basically the had you not been standing by the door, she would have thought that and left, and you would never know. <laughs> right. Right. Like there could be in any crowd, there are probably I don't know anywhere from unless they are like a you know, hundred dollars a ticket and they're your crowd and whatever. It's probably going to be what like ten percent of people are probably just kind of sitting there going like, all right, I got dragged to this and that's fine, you know, yeah. whatever. But if you handed out 
a little slip of paper and a golf pencil to every person there and said, write what you think of this show and then collected them and read them, you'd walk away from every show thinking like, oh, bummer. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, because you don't hear them because the people that sure. like it applaud and laugh and then they all leave. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so true. That's, it makes me miss like performing for like the, you know, because aside from these little random things, you don't hear from the people that don't right. go for it necessarily, you know? Well, and you can kind of make that response be anything you want. So if it's like, if you hear the applause and the laughter, you can be like, they all loved me, the end. Right. Yeah, we yeah. don't ever have to talk about that again. It ten, was great. Ten people right. clapping is louder than one person not liking you. Right. Yeah, unless they're vocal about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> unless somebody would, leaves a comment and just says, like, you ain't so funny. I was reading, I, I went to go see a. <laughs> and actually, you I will to say, write it, though. I will no, say, it is, easier to, it is easier to yeah, dismiss it. Started, it would have been you ain't so, so. Yeah. forget it forget it it is I will say easier to dismiss a comment like that one that's just kind of innocuous like like mm-hmm. a like face to face you'd be like oh another person just told me to my face I'm not so funny <laughs> but you can kind of go like if somebody said you ain't so funny you might be like Hey, who knows who you are? You probably you might. I'm just gonna imagine you're a mess, right? And that you, yeah. Or I can go look at what your other comments are, and they're probably all horrible and mean, you know. And you probably go to like puppy videos and just start religious <laughs> wars down yeah, below. It's and, you what know, you like, do, yeah. it's your job. Uh, the, can I just tell you that my favorite comment, and this is the last comment I ever read about myself online. Uh-huh. I just completely stopped looking. It was when I worked at I worked on uh, Ellen's talk show, so I was doing no performing at all, and I missed stand up so bad, and I was totally out of the scene, and it was kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I'd go onto the a special thing website, mm-hmm. which at the time was almost just kind of like one big long comedy thread, right. or comedy threads kind of broken down into subject. And I would just search my name just to see if yeah. if if I had done like one show of sure. like in a year or whatever or something. Yeah. And one time I found a comment, and it was a guy that said. Karen Kilgariff's the hottest girl in stand-up when she's not a lard ass. But what do I know? I'm a paraplegic. <laughs> and I went, that's it. That's all I need to read. Wow. That was all comments in one comment. And there now I'm done. Like it, wow. Wow. that was a roller coaster of emotions. I don't want to know what anyone thinks again. It was crazy. Yeah. So you're not setting any Google alerts no, for yourself? No, I I just thought. It's exactly like you're saying. It's like, why not just walk down the street and ask any random person, like, do you think I'm pretty? Right, do you right. think I'm talented? Right. Like, open the door, and people probably most of the time will be like, no, fuck you. You yeah. suck. Yeah. Like, if you I'm have glad the opportunity. You asked. Yeah. Slap. Thanks for asking. Me. Fair enough. I was reading comments. I, I went, I searched, I, I looked up this girl's Conan set a couple of years ago, and I won't say her name. Um, it's Jill. Jill Gareth. It's Jill. <laughs> and, uh, I, for reasons uh, I don't want to go into right now. He's going to go into them. <laughs> all right. I don't like her. No. <laughs> yeah. Murray is really racist, so if she didn't do racist material, you probably put off. She was a gang member. Uh, <laughs> but I got into the comment. I started reading her comments because she didn't, I don't know if she didn't do well, but it didn't come off The well. comments other people yeah. made of her. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. didn't come off well. I don't know if they yeah. were mic'd poorly at Conan or whatever. I don't know, yeah. but I thought she was fine. And so I just read the comments and it's almost, I don't know. I don't read comments a lot, but I got kind of went down the rabbit hole of these comments and it was just... It's almost, yeah, you have your random just assholes, but then it's people coming in and defending and cause it, and it just, that's what I think really spirals. Like it brings out, it brings out the meaner stuff that they weren't going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, and then it it goes, so I think it just, if you just avoid them, you know, yeah, you can just not read them. I guess we can learn from Karen. (laughs) (laughs) You can just imagine the, what's the best thing I could possibly read. What's my dream comment. Mm -hmm. And then what's the worst thing that I would hate if, you know, if anybody wrote about me and then just assume they're both on there because they probably are. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. 
the right. end. Like get, you get your best and worst. And well, in that case, though, I have to imagine that somebody hit a million dollars for me, and there's a map that I have to go to them for it. So <laughs> that's my favorite. That would be the best comment. <laughs> well, if you had any real friends, they'd read the comments for you and then be like, well, "I found this map for right. us." Right, right, right. <laughs> so when are you? Uh, we had a lot of San Francisco guys on the show. So what era were you there? Early 90s. Early 90s, so uh, oh, playing... It was 90 to 93. Okay. 90 to 94, I believe. Okay, so who was, so. who was around then? The so, <laughs> uh, it was Greg Barron. Greg, it sure. was Laura Milligan, mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt, Brian Barron. Posehn, um, uh, Blanca Patch. Um, Greg Barron, no? Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I think I said him first. Dave oh, Anthony, Dave obviously. Anthony, um, Greg Barron? <laughs> I believe Greg Barrett lived there at the time. Uh, yeah, that whole. Is Dana still up posse. there? Or did he come he down here? Already? Okay. I think I think he was. Yeah, Greg Proops was there. Sure. Um, I think Marin was there for a little while. Yeah. Mark Marin. <laughs> in case <laughs> anyone doesn't know, it's kind of a weird Marin? pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Janine Marin, do you know her? She's hilarious. Um, Overton was he there? Was Rick Overton L.A. or New York or San Francisco? Um, was he there? I don't think I think he was L.A. because okay. he was in so many movies. Yeah, and he was, right. and he's. I had him on a couple months ago now, and he was like, he got started in like seventy. Oh yeah, six. Sure, so but I he may have started in the city. Okay. Oh, was he? New I York? think it was in New York actually. Okay, I think. Okay. Don't hold me that. He's got that hippie vitamins vibe about totally. him. Of like, oh, you're from San Francisco. <laughs> right, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah, that's. I'm sorry. You're gonna say something? I interrupted you. Yeah, I want oh, no, to talk Mike about Jesus Christ our Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to be one of those? Comment, leave your comments below. <laughs> and we're off. And here we go. Here's our holy war that we wanted so badly. It just uh, evolves into talking about puppies somehow. <laughs> like if you start with a religious war up on the video, it'll it just evolve better. to people being nice. <laughs> yeah. And like sharing things. <laughs> were you involved in the Holy City Zoo at all? Uh, no. I okay. mean, I did Am shows there. Am I saying that there. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, the Holy City Zoo was a club it, that was out in... Uh, God, what's that area? The Avenues Mecca? is what we used to call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a really cool club that like in the 70s where everybody, like Robin Williams played okay. there and all those people. Um, it was very small, like a bar that basically like grew all these amazing comics. Hmm. But when I was there, uh, it was kind of starting to fade a little uh-huh. bit. I mean, not really, but they ended up closing. While I still live there, they ended up closing. Um but I only did a couple of shows there. What I did mistakenly when I started stand up, when I moved to San Francisco, I got in at the Improv, mm-hmm. um, which where most of those people I just named were doing shows. And once I started getting sets at the Improv, I was like, "Well, I don't have to go anywhere else." Like that's all I wanted to do. Is right. like I got a place to do it. I don't want to have to try essentially. <laughs> sure. So I didn't like call and try to get sets anywhere else. And then found out that I got a bad reputation for not like getting out there and hanging out and trying to be at other. Oh, really? I, I'm kind of surprised by it. I would think people would just be like, oh, cool, she likes it there. Like, why? Who, who's yeah, yeah. who's got it? And they're like, the club that's owners, not okay. It's like, the it's, that's part of the reason I left is the club owners are way too involved and invested in this mm-hmm. weird way in like the relationships they had with the comics. Okay. Um, in my opinion, sure. it was like, yeah, you know, so like, yeah, there was some girl that ran it that was mad that I hadn't come and like basically kneeled at the foot of the king to say, when you so choose, I would love to do oh. sets at the Holy City Zoo. Uh, okay. Instead, I didn't do anything because I figured, they, why would they know me? They're not going to book me because <laughs> I'm super positive. And, um, <laughs> and then got onto a show like Patton and Brian did some showcase show there and they wanted to book me. And she was like, no, she's not going to be on it because mm. I hadn't gone, gone and done my paid my dues. Sure, sure. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to LA because mm-hmm. all this is, 
you know, I can't do it. Yeah. And then did you come right to the improv? Did you like, you really, <laughs> I'm curious. You're not allowed to improv. I took my bags and I walked right up. I learned my lesson. Oscar Madison, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm here, take me in. You know what's funny is I had, I've had, like, I've had all the San Francisco guys on, but um, there, there was, a, I don't think I told the story on this show and I, I probably should have. There was, an, a, there was an apartment, a comedy condo, or a comedy apartment, I should say, and I think Ron Lynch mm-hmm. held it. Yep. Dana Gould had it before him. Chris Hobbs lived there. Chris, and it, it was like for like 20 years or something like yeah. that. Oh, wow. Tony Kameen lived there. Tony Kameen, oh. Kevin Kataoka yeah. there for a while. And it was like, and, it, and then they lost their lease. And so it would, like they lost, so the, the com- like it was handed down from comic to comic for like right, 20 right. years. And they lost their lease and then they lost the apartment. Right. And uh, I had Ron and Kevin on, and they were telling that story. And two months later, I get an email in my inbox and said, Hey, uh, my name is so-and-so. Um, I live in this apartment in San Francisco, and I heard that I had this comedy legend thing about it. And so I was Googling it, and I found your podcast, and I listened to the guys, and I live in this apartment now. No way. <laughs> That's crazy. So, crazy. so he has to become a comic now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> no choice. He's a really nervous public speaker, but yeah. he has to. <laughs> He's He's gonna now it's the apartment. accountant's apartment, <laughs> and you have to hand it down from accountant to accountant. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All the young, hopeful accountants that yeah, yeah. move to the city, right. hoping gotta, they're going to get jobs. Hey, I'm coming through uh, tax season. Can I crash on your floor? <laughs> it's super clean there is not yeah, exactly. one drop of pot anywhere That's right. <laughs> all I remember from that apartment is going there one time getting really high and having to use the bathroom and it looked like they were trying to grow moss in that oh, bathroom really? like oh. it was that bad oh such God. a dude's apartment it was so green in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait awful. was that uh, was that I wonder if that's the one you said Paul F was uh, one of the guys or no I don't know oh, if Paul Ron was. No, the, Paul's no. from Philadelphia. Oh, oh right, 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 right. That's right. Here, yeah. I just remember his story about uh, the setting up all the uh, beer cans. Do you remember that? Have you ever heard that story? I don't oh, God. So. You I probably his, have. Just talking about living in a place where they just set up all the, like, every, basically just saved all the beer cans. <laughs> and, like, let's just make a pyramid, dude. No, I mean, he's, I'm, I don't even want to try to do his, uh, right. retell his story, but basically it's just this giant story. And, uh, uh, the greatest, I, I think, for some reason, it's just one of those phrases that sticks in my head like once a week. That cadence, aside from Paul F. having a cadence that is uh, very catchy, um, he talked about, uh, you know, and, and one day we finally took down all the beer cans, and you know what was inside all those beer cans? All the roaches in the world! Plays in my head like once a week. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to talk to Mike about this cruise you did. See you later, Karen. Bye. It was I'll nice s- talking. I'll go into your house and look through the doors. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Should this thing be recording? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about that cruise. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. So We're this good. is a, uh, I've done this twice. Um, it You've is done this a, cruise twice? I have gone on this cruise, cruise twice. Oh, awesome. Um, I was on the first one. It is a, there's a guy in uh, Brooklyn who is a uh, musician named Jonathan Colton, uh-huh. who has a uh, phenomenal catalog of music. Um, Jonathan it is Colton? Jonathan Colton. Okay. C-O-U-L-T-O-N. Um, and he and some uh, musical comedians, uh, good friends named Paul and Storm, uh, these guys are all East Coast. Um, they put together this uh, a cruise where they take not space on a boat, but they basically you pay money to go on the cruise, and then you pay money towards them to be a part of the crew or the the festival um, festivities. You know, what I mean, uh-huh. like they they have the main room every night for the seven days are there, five days are there, um, and it's really really cool. You get like it's that same kind of thing where it's um, they also uh, Paul and Storm along with. Um, Will Wheaton and Dan Savage, uh, not Dan Savage. What am I thinking? Uh, Mythbusters. Savage. Not Jessica <laughs> Savage. 
Jill Savage. No, um, oh my God, I'm blanking his name. Not Fred Savage. The wrestler um, Savage, who I can't think of his first name. Randy Savage. Thank you. <laughs> Good Lord, why can't I think of his name? Uh, embarrassing. Um, from Mythbusters. Ben Savage. Not not Jamie Heineman. My friend. The guy. Oh, I'm so sorry. The bald guy? No, the other guy. And he's... He's, he's the star of it? I mean, yeah, he and Jamie Heineman. I, I can remember. I, I can remember. Yeah, yeah. He's your friend, right? Yeah. Nope. Good friend? Yeah, good friend. Super close? I call him a good friend. I mean, yeah. yeah. You just address the letters. Not anymore. <laughs> I mean, now. You're going to get a curt letter from him that says friendship canceled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, uh, friendship yeah, busted. So long. I'm no longer your friend. Signed. It was a myth. And this is a signed comma. And then, like, there's nothing. I'm like, I still, I still won't tell you. Oh, good Lord. Um, so that's all right. So you know now, uh, if my brain was a computer, you now know that that process is happening in the background for the rest of the show, trying to move my <laughs> friends. It'd be, now it's only pressure. Well, now yeah. oh, I, yeah. it'd be, it's like a game show. Jeremy? I can't think Something? of. No. Thing is, I could Google it on my phone. Yeah, why not, don't you help me out here? I don't here. let you twist in the wind. Cool. This <laughs> almost never like... happens where people wonder about things anymore. Let's <laughs> yeah, just do it yeah, for a while. Man, this is the way it used to be. <laughs> this is so our new rare. podcast. Our new podcast, Wondering. Wondering yeah. and puppies. That's why my wife always says, you know, nobody talks to each other anymore. You know, they're all on their phones. I'm like, well, that's because it's this. It's yeah, you exactly. trying to remember something <laughs> yeah. for an hour. It's really unsatisfying <laughs> yeah. conversation. Are we really missing out? On <laughs> it's like, you know, that guy. No, what guy? That you know guy. What? Now oh, an hour and you half. know who I'm talking about. But but the same we're... conversation for three years. <laughs> but now we're bonding, and that wouldn't happen if we just yeah. looked up and found out that... Uh, and in fact, Adam Savage. Adam oh, Savage. Adam. oh, for crying out loud. He now goes in my Savage file. Now, <laughs> yeah, right. now, the, uh, now who's remember, this? And now, uh, <laughs> keep in mind, when I said Dan Savage, I was off. I had the D, I had the A. You're right, very sorry, close. Adam. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, there's a boat. <laughs> Sails around Brooklyn. No, um, Wait, so, but Mythbusters Paul and Storm, go too? Uh, no. Although, have they done it? I don't know if they've Why done it. Why did you bring that guy up? Well, because here's the thing <laughs> Paul and Storm. Along with Will oh, wait, Wheaton. Not that guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Morgan Freeman's <laughs> Beyond the Wormhole. Sorry. Stars. <laughs> uh, my bad. I'm, uh, wait, what's that guy's name? <laughs> oh, Deadliest Catch. <laughs> Captain Dan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Paul and Storm, Will Wheaton, Adam Savage mm-hmm. um, put together a thing called Wootstock, which Woot. is a festival of all things kind of nerdy or kind of. You know, it's it's that same thing I was saying. Like they're all the same mindset, but it might be music, a comedian, a magician, a philanthropist, mm-hmm. a, a philosopher. You know, like a skeptic, a like all these things. You know, but they're all in the same kind of. You appreciate that? Yeah, you're probably curious about this too. Right, you know? right. Um, so it's kind of like that, where it's a whole bunch of different kinds of performers. Um, or speakers or whatever it is, um, and they all go on this boat for a week, and there are like events outside of the actual shows, um, and it's really really fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really it's amazing. I, I got on the first one, and then I went on the third one. And you play? Um, yeah, I did like a half hour at each show, and I guess the first show was probably it's actually hands down my favorite show I've ever done. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was the best show I ever had. You see, that's and great. I got it on tape too, which I'm kind of like, hey, but <laughs> we're like, yeah. awesome. Was, they're just the most fun. You know, it, it is a. Uh, like what would be the um you were saying earlier like are they comedy fans or are they like comedy nerds it's kind of like it's kind of a nerdier crowd so they mm-hmm. are very like super like they very supportive right they're the opposite of just like drunk and dicking around and yeah, they're, like yeah. they're really really like you know that's what I learned from talking to <clears throat> I think speaking of Graham Elwood he uh we <laughs> we were talking one time he's like man me and Doug Benson are uh <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marinon. Uh, we gotta, we're going to go on the 311 boat tour. 
our boat cruise. Like yeah. this band 311 has a cruise, and he's and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> good luck on that, dude. And he's like, <laughs> a lot of bass, a lot of bass. Yeah, and he's like, he's dreading, dreading it or whatever. <laughs> and he came back, and it was like he has been reborn into stand up. Like I, like his the gleam in his eye was it was like it was like I was I did it the, for the first time. It, yeah. it, when you get the people who want. To be there because that's and you're on a boat too, which is like you know there are the normals who are yeah. people that are just on a cruise, yeah. And then there's this crowd, and it is definitely that thing of like when you see the rest of the crowd that's at the dining room or walking along like the mall inside the boat. The boats are crazy huge. If you haven't been on a boat lately, uh, recently, um, you know like oh that's the crowd that if you went up in front of them, eh, it's gonna be dicey. It's gonna right. be like oh you have to win them over. Like it'll be more way more broad, you know. Right, right. But this is like you can do if it's because it's your crowd, you can do a really personal kind of set and they'll just attach personally to it and it is like that's totally that that's awesome there's nothing like that to coming up in clubs Mm -hmm. the difference now now that the internet is like connected people to exactly the kind of comedy they want to be there for right as opposed to when i was coming up and you literally were fighting against the wave of like this is just a place we picked that wasn't the movies and wasn't a club right Right. but but we're going to treat you essentially the same right and you're kind of just our background noise unless you win us over and like for me it would be like even more so like oh a girl we don't want to worry about you there are all these things that you had to kind of get over to get to the place where I think comedy nerds and connoisseurs, whatever you want to say, they're already there. They're waiting for you there. Even if they are drunk, they're mm-hmm. still there. The ears open, super into it. Like the more risky you are, the better. That right. it's just like the complete opposite of how well, I started. That's like how uh, Chris and I uh, talk about this. We're like, it's it's not. Uh, it's it's not it's like music. It's not just like oh we're going to see comedy because mm-hmm. there are so many different. It's like saying I'm going to see music. And right. You're like oh well, what kind of music? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's so different. If you're going and you're like most people are expecting to see a rock band, but you know a jazz trio shows up, they're gonna be furious. Yeah. And it's yeah. gonna be a terrible show, and that jazz <laughs> is gonna be like, why am I even doing music? This sucks. But like no no, you have a such a specific good cool sound, and you're good at it. But you just you'd have to play at a jazz club yeah. or like attached to your jazz following. Yeah. Everybody just thinks comedy is comedy. Yeah. No, just you know, just coming up to tell jokes. You're gonna be funny. No, there's a guitar player sometimes. They're just right. Which you'd be other that people still don't Google. Yeah. The Although the flip the flip side still don't like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The flip side, though, would be if you did it so much. Not surprised much. at all, actually. <laughs> wow, it makes a lot more sense now that I. But I wonder if the flip side is like that you you play to the people that support you so much that it is never a challenge. Like I wonder if if you got, obviously I've never encountered this, but like if you get to that point where it's you know like they just love you to death no matter what you say and you don't have to be funny anymore. Like I like I saw like I'm... a Dane Cook special. I saw it on closed caption, uh-huh. like in a hotel room, and I you know it's quiet and uh, and it's uh, the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But he like he can't like he you know he, he was on it's the one where he's in, in the round and he's like saying uh, he's like you know when you come home and I mean, I'm seeing this written out it says you know when you come home applause and then it, like the next <laughs> thing says and you step on that one board that's like really squeaky. Applause, <laughs> like it's like bracket really? applause, and it's just like st- it's just the audience losing their minds over everything. I'm like, I don't know if that looks fun anymore. <laughs> like, no, I mean, that's not you know? fun. Yeah. It doesn't wow. make sense. That's like yeah. be- that's like being pranked. I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing a set for one of my very first TV sets was for um, the stand-up spotlight on VH1 and it was past the time where Rosie was the host and Bobby it was Collins. when Bobby Collins salsa sauce was the host <laughs> Wait, and. I'm sorry, what? 
remember that joke he used to have a soul's a sauce? And uh, I just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I always love because sauce, salsa is sauce in Spanish, so right, he's basically right. saying sauce, sauce. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I did that happened to me, but no one knew who I It wasn't because they loved me, it was because it was that hot ice house crowd mm-hmm. who were great and always are great in that main room anyway. Sure. But then they were on a TV show, so they were like ready to go. Yeah, so I barely started setting up the premise of my first joke, and they went bananas <laughs> laughing. And I just stood there like a deer in headlights. So I was like, What are you all doing? It was like a Stepford Wives of a comedy crowd yeah, right, feeling, right, yeah. it was horrible. You just get dragged off, hate me. <laughs> I hate you. Why won't you hate me? That's, is that confusing. is one of my pet peeves. Actually, is the uh, the late night. Uh, I feel like it's a thing that happens with like, and it's it's just a. I don't blame the the comedian or whoever the the show host is, but when they go up and do like the opening monologue for a show, and instead of laughing, the crowd claps after every joke, yeah. makes me crazy, yeah. right? Because it feels like I would I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to like say a joke and funny or not, they just automatically applause. The bass player does, yeah, you know, and like, and you're like, that was it was just a joke, yeah, like wasn't that an event? He didn't, you know, he didn't jump far or do it. I mean, like, I mean, not saying that it wasn't hard, but I mean, the. It wasn't like a natural reaction of it's like. It's not the bah! appropriate response. It's yeah, not. it was like they should either laugh naturally or not. Yeah. Right. If they don't, that's fine. Yeah. But the like uh, the uh, obligatory applause after every joke makes me nuts. Yeah. Well, I I don't like, and this happened to my friend uh, when he was Jill. on Letterman, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one where four people clap. What is it again? Is that like they they do a joke and then like everybody laughs, but then four people clap, oh, right. and then ten people clap, and then everybody. Right, so right. Yeah. you're adding an extra thirty seconds to your four minutes right. that you yeah. get there, <laughs> to your and precious, it's that long, slow time. clap, and you just yeah. stand in there awkwardly for thirty seconds until the clapping. Thank you. And then yeah. you just do here I come. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we? What time is it? It's noon. It's five afternoon. Uh, yeah, we're recording in the morning, and you know how my listeners know how much I love that. Uh, <laughs> By the way, that was one of my favorite things of uh, uh, the pod F Tomcast that they uh-huh. start with. It's nighttime on the internet because, <laughs> like, so many podcasts will say, "Good evening, everybody," and right, you're right. like, "Dude, I'm definitely not on the same schedule as you. I have yeah, no yeah. idea what time you recorded that. And it doesn't matter. So you know, it's yeah. so funny to like lock it into a time. Oh no, I get listeners who tell me they listen to it on the night shift or they listen <laughs> to it in the morning on the way to work, or you know. So we're recording this in the morning. Well, now it's officially the noon. The noon, <laughs> right? Twelve oh five. All right. Before we play songs, um, worst gig you ever had? Off the top of your head, Karen. Um, or worst, uh, worst audience interaction, worst whatever. Wow. Besides, so many to choose from. Oh, my illustrious career. The off the top of my head, opening I would say, for Bobby Collins. It was. Yeah, <laughs> no, that wasn't lo- great. The Ice House loving you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, I, I have to say that the Ice House is. Known for for listeners out here in Pasadena, known for if you bomb there, you shouldn't be in comedy. Oh. <laughs> so let me tell you, last time I bombed there, <laughs> like, there was, you had some thinking. To I, had, do. I had sat down with the wife. <laughs> they have moving up to San on the way out. It's like they're moving into the accounting apartment <laughs> up in San Francisco. Get into that accounting. Part. Yes. Um, off the top of my head, the first thing that I thought of was a one-nighter in Moscow, Idaho, that I had to do because I was middling for Patton mm-hmm. in Seattle. So if you were the middler at, I think it was the Comedy Cellar, whatever that un- underground comedy club used to be in Seattle. Underground? That's not there anymore. Perhaps the, the Comedy purple, Underground. Purple, <laughs> purple Onion? No. No. Oh. I think that's in purple. the used I'm to sorry, be the I was city. thinking San Francisco. No, that's okay. Um, but anyway, so as the feature act, you had to go headline in Moscow, Idaho mm-hmm. for one night. 
uh, in a... I think he's, he's, you make it sound like a punishment. Uh, it, <laughs> you have well. to, as, if, as a feature, you have to go you to Moscow. To. You, there's no negotiation about it. You're um, on a sheriff's bus. You are. <laughs> leg irons, um, handcuffs. Uh, so I drove out there with a guy who was going to be the opener. Mm -hmm. And um, this guy was older. And he basically told uncle at the wedding jokes. You know, like, sure. um, hey, McLeod, get off of my you. That mm -hmm. was his closer. Right, right. Um, oh, I don't know that one. It's a Scottish shepherd it's basically a sheep fucking joke oh okay. oh i but see then now. A, a nice play on some rolling stones lyrics oh because uh, i know hey hugh get off mcleod that's oh. like hugh hefner fucking the guy from mcleod sorry go on <laughs> <laughs> the permutations wow. are endless yeah. <laughs> see if he had done that one it would have been a different story <laughs> that would have changed everything no uh, what would it sound like if stallone would ask <laughs> mcleod it was what it was just one of those experiences when you come up especially like coming up doing um i started to do alternative comedy mm -hmm. a lot and all at the time that kind that we were all doing like basically notebook how was my day comedy sure clearly did not fly literally anywhere without outside of the city limits of los angeles and right. maybe even west hollywood specifically right um so i was up You're in seattle jazz. yeah i was doing <laughs> yeah some free jazz some yeah. serious free jazz um so I was supposed to be the headliner. They literally turned off Seinfeld in the middle of the episode uh -oh. in this bar uh -huh. for Hey McLeod, Get Off of My You to go up and do his uh, tight seven. And I was standing in the back of this club like, this is going to be terrible. Now, I <laughs> should never headline anything. I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like the anti-comedian in that way where this is going to be terrible is the only thing I ever think uh -huh. every time I ever do anything. Uh -huh. um, but the, I was right about this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely right. I got up on stage and it... It was just a bunch of half drunk people who were not there for comedy, mm -hmm. who were just in a. I think it was a bar to watch Seinfeld. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a it was a motel bar. Oh, and it was okay. the same motel we were staying in for that night before we drove back to Seattle the next oh. day. So I got on stage and started talking, and clearly everything about me said, "I don't believe I should be doing this, and I, <laughs> I don't think you want me here." Just so you're the <laughs> captain who gets on a plane and goes, "I'm going to crash this plane." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stare at the ground the yeah. entire flight yeah. and get us right right into it um so yeah everyone felt bad and nervous for me and weird and i was doing my material with no pauses mm -hmm. uh and no joy and <laughs> not even trying i was literally like up there like word race like don't you notice when the thing is like just bad and then at one point somebody came up and just slammed a tequila shot on the stool next to me okay and this was probably 11 minutes into my uh -huh. set and uh and I said, I don't drink. I'm sorry, I can't drink that. And they were like, just drink it. I was like, but you, do you understand I'm, what I'm telling you is that I'm an alcoholic and I can't drink that. And they were like, just drink it. Like that. And I go, all right, I think that's, I think I've given you everything I could possibly give you. That's going to be my time. And I put my, and it wasn't even, I wanted to leave like five minutes before sure, that. Yeah. So this was me just going, oh, here's my out. I'm not going to uh -huh. fight with you about whether or not I'm going to drink this shot. Right. And you don't you clearly just want to party. So right. let's just call it like, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, thanks. Good night. And it's just like silent. And it was like, everyone just kind of went like, Oh, you're just going to shit on our party, which is really what I was doing. Right, it wasn't right. cool. Yeah. I admit it, but it, you know, <laughs> that's all I could think to do. And I grabbed my jacket and I walked out the door and I went, uh, as I walked out the door, the doorman who was, I mean, it, could he have been the doorman when it was like a motel bar? It's not, there wasn't a lot of like doormanning to be done. Right, there was right, a right. Big He's a, guy. a regular yeah, to some extent. A big regular that yeah. stands near the door. Right. And uh, as I walked by him right in my ear, he went, boo. 
And then I turned the corner and went straight into my motel room, literally two doors down right. from this bar where I you just... You still hear the room that you... Just them all talking shit of like, why would she even be here? It was just, it was abject failure and I didn't even... It wasn't that I didn't try. Yeah. It was that I didn't even believe there was a point to trying. Right, right. It was, And the whole ride out there, I had that feeling in my stomach of like, this is not going to go good. Right, and then I just yeah. made it not go good yeah, on yeah. purpose. You know, that is, that is incredibly brave though because if that is like one of the, you know, the worst fear in the world is like public speaking. You actually like kind of you experienced the fear that most people will probably think like, oh, that's why I would never do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you did it and you kept doing it. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's incredibly brave. Well, and I also note on that same gig, Patton had to do a one nighter up in like Olympia. Or I don't mm -hmm. know. There was all yeah. kinds of things connected. And I watched him handle. We did comedy in the weirdest Room. It was like a big restaurant with a gazebo in the middle, and that's where the performance area was. Right, right. It was super weird, and I did the same, basically the same thing I did in that bar. Only it kind of went over for reasons mm -hmm. that I couldn't explain. Yeah. And then when Patton got up, he it was like he was acting like he was just doing the greatest show he could ever do, and it clicked in my brain of like you have to start it. it you oh, you right. can't be sitting on stage waiting for the audience to like wrap you in their arms. It's right. my, your job and your duty to pretend. Until it works, yeah. And or fake one... it till you make it, <laughs> or go to more AA meetings. <laughs> uh, and at one point, Patton got heckled, and instead of what my instinct was, which was like shut the fuck up or some crazy defensive thing, he started laughing and he goes, "Sorry, wait, are because the guy said like we don't understand that reference or whatever." And then Patton goes, "I'm sorry." So is the rest of the audience comfortable with this guy speaking for you? And then like everyone went insane. Right, right. And then suddenly it was a great show. Yeah. And it was like all these lessons of like, oh, this is the exact opposite of the show I did in Moscow. Yeah. And how you're what you're supposed to be doing. And people brought up a shot and he did it. People brought up lines. He would do them. <laughs> he just he did every yeah. drug. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Just like a seal horn line of different <laughs> drugs. <laughs> all right. If you guys put it on the stool, I guess I have to do it. <laughs> That's fuck. I had to stop doing that. I had to stop sabotaging myself. I just going, oh, they're gonna fucking hate me. Yes. Gonna yeah. fucking, and I, I used to like pick out who the troublemaker was gonna oh, be. Yeah. And then sure enough, I just it's just it's just I make it I'm what is it, manifesting? It's like yes. I'm just making that happen. Oh, right. that guy's gonna be trouble. Sure enough, I'm just watching him the whole time and the minute he says something, I knew it. So I just stopped doing it. I stopped looking at audiences before I go on. I just sit in the green. Same room. here. I wear my glasses to shows and then take them off so I can't see faces. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, and then I just have whatever show I feel like nice. having and I don't lock in. Because right. that's so true. I can see the one guy with the smirk on his face. Mm -hmm. Like there could be five hundred people adoring me. That guy is the only face I see. Yeah. Right, it's right. all I can focus on. Yeah. And it's the first thing you see, and then you're just kind of like, how do I win him back over, or fuck that guy? And then I'm like singing songs, playing, and having a whole conversation. Oh, yeah, right. It's the worst thing for performing. Yeah, I yeah. always think uh, there should be a DVD that, uh, it like, you know, there's like comedy books on how to do comedy or whatever, um, which I greatly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me in the mid-90s? Did I yeah. leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel, feel like there should be like, uh, or with um, like how to play guitar DVDs mm -hmm. and like, you know, instructional DVDs, there should be a track, like a bonus track on there like, hey, so you're ready. You're going to go do a show. Play this. Play your song that you're going to do while watching this track. And you put on uh, what is basically an audience looking angrily at you. Yeah. You have to play your song while they stare at That's you. That's such a good idea. <laughs> just And then like panning like Lawrence Welk audience style, just panning down faces of just like, yeah. Really dispassionate, yeah. kind of bored. Talking to each other. Middle aged like, people. But you yeah. can't stop. You have to keep playing and you have to keep your eyes on the screen. Yeah. Uh, the faces that 
spoon nut. That's and a then, real guitar hero. Yeah. The guy that can get through that. <laughs> that's that, got to be because you can bail yeah. on a bit. That's the that's that Dude, is the number one worst thing about doing bail on music. a song, can't no, you? No, you unless you can cut off no. to like the last three verses. Maybe or you speed it up real fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, there's, this is the there's dance a guy. <laughs> there's a guy, um, Eric Schwartz. Uh, there are two Eric Schwartzes. Both are great, um, and I don't mean that ironically. I mean, I, I, sarcastically. They're really great. Um, but one of them did a show. Uh, he's a guitar guy, and uh, he got to the second chorus, and through the uh, as soon as he gets into the second chorus, he just starts launching into how much do second choruses suck in comedy songs? Because <laughs> musically they make sense, but if you sing the exact same words again, that's like telling the same joke twice. Right, right. Yeah. You can't do that. No. So, yeah, it's really, really funny. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, I've never done this on the podcast before, so I'm really excited. Mm. This is going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Karen are going to play a song. Together. We're going to play the same time. We're going to play our songs at the exact same (laughs) time. But not the same song. It's (laughs) Kill and Firm is what we got. Kill and Firm. (laughs) Yes. Uh, For a moment in time, and she probably doesn't even remember this, Laura House and I had a uh, comedy uh, thing together called The House That Murray Built. Yes. And it lasted one night, and we were drunk in her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, comedy duo or music? Uh, Both. Oh, awesome. Uh, Seriously, no, it was one night in her apartment. Did she sing and you played guitar? Uh Uh-huh. Awesome. And then we never did anything with it. <laughs> so that's it. I just remember that. I forgot all about it. I actually have, have a couple of podcasts that have started in this room that are sitting on that computer that have never gone past the pilot. <laughs> oh, really? So, like, we got like full, like all four of them, joking, had a guest, and, blah, 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 blah. and then just we never get around to it. And now it's just like a collection of like a Steve Agee's in there. You know. Awesome. All so your friends. I'm going to, I got the idea because uh, Karen and I did the Dork Forest together. I don't know if you remember that back at the podcast festival. And uh, by the way, podcast festival is coming back in October. I think I was talking to Graham yesterday. It's going to be great. So I think tickets go on sale soon. So you're going to want to come back for that. Um, so we'll try and set up like the way we did it at Dork Forest. Okay, great. So I don't know. We'll probably... And I, if you guys are not comfortable with this, I don't, I don't, I'm not set up for music. So if it sounds like shit, yeah. it'll be on my, and I don't want you guys to sound like shit. We'll so just, if it sounds bad, I'll delete it. Great. Oh, okay. So if it sounds bad audio, I'll delete it. So you, right now, look at your look at your iPod or your phone or whatever, and if there's uh, <laughs> 10 seconds counting down, it yeah, didn't yeah. go so good. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if there's 10 seconds counting down, I never got any better than Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> yeah, right. I stopped growing as a performer. But, I mean, if but if there's six minutes from... <laughs> counting down, yay us. Yeah, yeah, we here nailed comes it. two songs. Yeah. <laughs> if not, it was fun, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, yeah, so and Mike's <laughs> out. That's so great. Uh, Mike's got. We're in the studio, so Mike's gonna. Uh, can I put? I'll put Karen's vocal on this. Mm-hmm. Can do we have another stand where we can mic her guitar? I can hold. Now it. I sound like I'm a ready right here. Why don't I just do this? Are you gonna hold it? I'm gonna stand too. Yeah. Maybe like Tom. The Tom it's Hanks a mic roadie. Stand. Oh, it's a mic stand. Come on. What are you doing right. with that joke? That this is my her. place. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like my jokes? <laughs> they might not fit. Now oh, I think about yeah. it. Now that I think about it, these mics might not fit. Maybe. Will everybody? It just fitted. Oh, yeah, yeah, they will. Just that mic won't fit. (laughs) I didn't want to force it. Yeah. Am I going first? Yeah, is that all right? I don't mind. No, no. We don't have another. Oh, can we set mic stand so you don't have to hold her? Uh, Or hold her? Hold him? Hold it? Really? Yeah, because then you're like leaning into it. Now I'm on it. No, now what's what's more what's we'll cut this out right yeah we're, this isn't even good <laughs> this is, I'm just killing time I got my babysitter for another 45 I don't really care what you do now what's <laughs> what's more uncomfortable playing for a group of people or playing for one guy staring at you on the couch which oh, I'm about to do so hard to choose so hard to choose <laughs> I just realized how awkward that might be I apologize oh no I'm, if it's just everybody weird everybody face the wall yeah everybody turn around it's like a weird kind of royalty <laughs> thing <laughs> okay that's right she's put gonna, on a full welding mask she's gonna pull a 
He's going to pull a Jim Morrison and just yeah, not, around. yeah. pull the uh, Jamie Foxx as, as Ray Charles and glue my eyes shut. <laughs> oh. Did he really? Great. Yeah. What? He glued his eyes shut for that role. He glued his eyes shut for that role. Yeah, so that he Did really truly was blind for the shooting day. But then he, he, I saw him tell this story on a talk show where he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, <laughs> yeah, two mics. He was, uh, they would, <laughs> at, they would always. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have found the plane. Question. It's in this anecdote. Question, question. Hi, Marie yes. Valeriano, Hollywood uh, uh, Now uh-huh. magazine. Yes. Uh, Jamie Foxx gluing his eyes shut? They, yes, he would glue his eyes shut as, as Ray Charles, but then they would forget that his eyes were glued shut and just leave him places. So he couldn't, <laughs> he didn't have any of the capability that a normal blind person right, has right. of getting around or developing other senses. So he would just be like, guys, Guys, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so this is off. Uh, it might be. Is this off your album? What do you? Yeah, I guess. I guess it doesn't have to be. No, no, no. Um, I'll do my OK Cupid. I'm making it more and I'm more awkward to... for <laughs> Karen right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have the one that. Uh... I'm gonna stare at you and I'm gonna tell you what to play now. <laughs> and then just have your lip quiver a little bit as you watch me. <laughs> That's what a guy was doing last night that I had to look away from at that show where he was weirdly his eyes started darting around and I was like, oh, something behind me? Like I completely Oh really? Oh that's weird. Tiny eye movements. <laughs> I can't handle Oh, that's the name of your that's the name of your next album. Tiny, <laughs> Tiny eye movements. Tiny eye movements. <laughs> okay. This is one of the girls' guitar club thirteen minute songs. Girls Guitar Club thirteen minutes. Marilyn songs. walks in and does the talking through. Yeah. Special guest star. This is my. This is a. This is my song. This is how my OK Cupid profile would read if I had one, which I don't, because I don't want to get stabbed in the neck. That's the <laughs> intro for the song. <clears throat> no, I don't want to meet you for coffee. I don't care where you went to school. I'm not interested in sitting around. Watching you trying to act cool And just be brave Or go away Either way, it's a-okay go on a hike I think that's obvious and I don't want to hear about your funny friends I'm sure they're hilarious (laughs) just come across or take a walk cause I do not have time for small talk or medium talk Can you take a little heat? Can you take a little heat? Have you ever had somebody who just knocked you off your feet? Can you take a little heat? Can you stand a little pain? Have you ever had somebody who just walked away? Just walked away. You'd say okay. Me too, 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 me too. Do you like 
Ethiopian food, me too. Is your dad a drunk? Mine's nice. And why is your heart so fucked up that you have to troll around on the stupid fucking website? Did you take a little heat? Did you take a little heat? Did you finally find somebody who just knocked you off your feet? Did you take a little heat? And did you stand a little pain? Did you finally find somebody? Then they walked away. They walked away. It's a-okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> wow. And I was, I was wondering wow. the recording. Uh, a, she did take her glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Kept looking just at the left of me. And I, I, I know, and I didn't look at you at all. I watched the recording, so I wouldn't put you on spot. It is so weird, huh? Right. Like well, to w- just have to be this close to a person that's playing a song. It's not weird for me. It would be weird for you, so I didn't look at you. Oh, all right. The yeah. weird thing is that we all three crowded way into the corner. I didn't talk. And we're all standing shoulder to shoulder in the corner of a 20 by 20. Yeah, yeah. We're as close as we possibly could be, but so uncomfortable. Right. And it doesn't help that it's sweating because we had to turn the air conditioning off, too. So let's yeah. just all get the body heat together. Uh, I noticed you capoed in the fourth fret. Would that mean that it's in A flat? You tell me. I, I have no idea. Let's ask Mike. Mike? I think it was in uh, C sharp. G sharp. What was it in C sharp? I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> I, don't know. I always that, call it the key of four. Ah, that's nice. all I know. <laughs> that was uh, great. Yeah, oh, I don't want to embarrass you, but my God, I I think I've only heard you do Girls Guitar Club, and I you have an ama- you have like one of my favorite voices. It's my, thank so you. beautiful. It was that great. means the world to me. You're... And it's a fun song. It's a cool like. Thank you. A okay and all that. Like, People really don't know what to song. do. That song. People don't really know what to do because it kind of starts off funny, like, oh, right, I get right. what she's doing, mm-hmm. but the chorus isn't funny. Yeah. And then they feel very like, I drop, the, <laughs> I drop them. Right. I pick them up and I drop them. Um, and a lot of times guys will say to me after, like, that, got, that song got me. And they seem kind of mad about it, which oh. I love. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, now, since Mike beat me with all the compliments, it's just going to sound like <laughs> I am just, oh, <laughs> what Mike said. good, too? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I she's one of my favorite times. What about you? Well, that's what I think I've only saw Girls Guitar Club, but I think now that I hear her, for a second, she's great. Mike, can you play? Oh, you play it's tune? not going to sound that good, but sure. Oh, come on. Wouldn't it be great if you just played an instrumental? <laughs> <laughs> Little green onions. <laughs> oh, okay. Mike's got a great studio. Uh, like we said before, uh, he did the uh, Road Stories podcast theme, and his wife, uh, who never gets credit, she's the screaming woman in the song. <laughs> The woman who goes, uh, oh, great, a bachelorette. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So shout out to her. And her new show, which I saw the pilot, um, is great. What is so, it? So can we talk about it, Mike? Sure. She's writing on, it's announced. She's writing on uh, Marry Me, a new sitcom with uh, Ken Marino. It's really oh, funny. Cool. I saw the pilot. Casey it's really Wilson, funny. And Casey Wilson. Oh, I don't really didn't really know Casey until that. That's yeah. cool. But that's it. So I get her shout. Show cause... called uh, the Hot Wives of Orlando, which is a spoof of Housewives. Oh, cool franchise. Oh, oh awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's cool. So let's. We're gonna come on and talk about Mike's wife right. for an hour. Okay. This is so, Mike Furman. Yeah. So this is a. Um, this is a, I, I'll I'll give you the proper setup. Um, this I'll is actually. A, Have a seat, Karen. I feel like such an ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> are you sure? Scratching my back. So All right. This is, like, this is like announcing the next act, like the rotating. Uh, MC. I'll just sit over here like the creepy rich guy who hired you guys to play his birthday party. <laughs> after this, no you're going to kill us for sport. Yeah, exactly. yeah. For an extra hundred, will you stay and lay by the pools? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the guitar is tuned, uh, shorts are dropped. Okay, here we go. Um, so no, uh, so this song is, um, I gotta say, it is a uh, this is a cheat. I feel so bad because that was such a great original song. This is a cheat. Um, I only do everything's this, a cheat. This is a cover, but I mean, this is like I'm doing a cover, um, and it's I really only do it because our, my voice already kind of sounds like this guy, so it's not very hard uh-huh. for me to do. Um, but that's it. I will say that there is a very tricky chord in it, which is uh, it requires five, Ooh. all five fingers. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Um, so, uh, so yeah, here we go. <clears throat> I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, whoop, whoop, whoop. What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white That's right, I'm doing the whole fucking song <laughs> The bright blessed day Dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful, 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 wonderful world Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I, 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 God damn, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They learn much more than we, than we, than we, than we, than we, no way, than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah, I think to myself. What a wonderful world. Awesome. Nailed it. Awesome. Nailed that chord. <laughs> that was great. I think this is a, quite a success. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. That was awesome. Can I say something? Uh, uh, I don't know. What's the word? Sentimental? Yes. Is it sentimental? Or uh, maybe cheesy? It I don't depends know. what you say. Uh, when my son was born, um, when we took him home, mm-hmm. I held him in my arms and I played him that song. Nice. Aww. Mike's version. Guys, thank you so much. This was great. Oh man, I, I've been trying to put this together for a while. I hope I wasn't right. a big pain in the ass trying to get you guys so together. So many but, uh, emails. Know, like, over and over and over. And <laughs> what an email chain. I know, right? Um, so, Mike, what, what, uh, I know you're working on Garfunkel and Notes. What else can we look for? What, are we, what can we look uh, for? I am very slowly, as uh, as fast as I can, putting out uh, some k- 
kids-ish songs. I mean, mm. they, are, they are meant to be on kids' radio and stuff, but they're meant to be songs that adults can listen to and not uh, want to go uh, crazy, jump off the building. Okay. So uh, they are called Songs to Sing at Children. <laughs> they are things like Chicken Monkey Duck, I guess. Okay, you know, cool. like things that are just... It's a kid song, but there is a level that the adult can listen to. I oh, appreciate nice. it. I forgot to ask you about playing for Jessica Simpson. No, not Jessica Simpson. No. Ashley? Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry. <gasps> I played at Katy Perry's birthday party. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was she nice? Yeah, she was really nice. She's a big comedy fan, right? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. That's she... what I've heard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. she liked Russell Brand was there. That's back when they were together, and I did not really know him. Like, I didn't know from Russell Brand, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, man, he was right there. I should have like, dude, you're great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, I was her present from one of her friends that liked, I guess she heard Chicken Monkey Duck, liked it. It's an absurd song. Listened to a bunch. And then her friend was like, uh, I'm gonna, you know, is there any way you would play that at her birthday? I'm like, I'm Richard Pryor in the toy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I kind of wonder where it was a big, big thing. But That's that was awesome. Fun. Yeah, awesome. It was a really weird, weird thing. And so when's uh, Garfunkel and Oates' show coming out? Uh, their show comes out in, I believe, August. You're doing the music for that, right? I did, I did some, uh, the music for their like music videos in it. I didn't okay. do, like the theme or anything, but okay. yeah. So all right. They That's record great. here all the time. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Miss uh, Kilgariff? I'm doing my own night at Meltdown on July 8th okay. at 9 o'clock, five bucks, um, with John Doerr, Chris Fairbanks, Guy Branham. Nice. Um, so I'll do a long set, and they'll do, like, oh, awesome. I think it's 20 and 40, basically. Okay, great. Um, and then you can get my record live at the bootleg on a Special Things Records. Mm-hmm. If you buy the vinyl, you get a digital download Oh, nice. Awesome. Or on iTunes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Murray, anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll be at the Irvine Improv on July 9th, I think. Oh, I might not be on that show. Anyway, I don't know. And <laughs> you're, all, you're all things comedy show, right? Oh, my all things comedy. Yeah, that's so you're probably listening to this on Monday, so come on down tonight. Um, oh, June, what is that, June 23rd? Is it Monday? Yeah. Why am I asking you? Today's the 20th, okay. so... What's the yes. Yeah. Conversations yeah, from the past. <laughs> <laughs> These people are debating last week's dates. <laughs> I hope they keep going. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on Monday, come on down to the bootleg tonight. It's me, Bill Burr, uh, Tom Rhodes, uh, and Will Anderson. Um, and I think probably Dave Anthony's hosting, right? Oh, Does man. host them all? Go yeah, see that show. Okay. So it's Tom a really Rhodes, good that's show. A, that's a rare gift in He's LA. He's an old Sam. Yeah, we worked up in Portland together last year. And he was, yeah. He was there He was an old time. San Francisco guy, right? He was the headliner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, okay, that's it. Uh, if you haven't written a review on iTunes, go ahead and do so. It always helps out. And uh, um, I guess that's all my plugs, really. Um, we got t-shirts. Sorry, I'm out of t-shirts. I would have brought you guys some. I apologize. Uh, next yeah. time. Um, but you can get those at my website mer- in the shop or at a story merchandising. And that's really it. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out to the show last night. I know a bunch of listeners came out. It was awesome. And uh, uh, we'll be back in July. And then I'm taking the surf tour up to Santa Cruz in August. So look for those dates. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, you guys are awesome. Bye. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.